Hello everyone and welcome to the Outside Edge Cricket Podcast. I'm your host Rudra and today I'm going to be doing a preview of the ICC Men's T20 World Cup that is starting this week in Australia on this Saturday the 15th and uh, yeah really excited to be getting back to this finally recording episodes and uh, it's going to be fun it's a long season of cricket and I hope to cover as many matches and um, tournaments as possible let's just get started with it so uh, to start off with the world cup is starting on the 15th which is saturday but the group stage games are going to be starting a week later that is the 22nd that is the super 12th stage uh, there are two groups in the world cup right now in the first group we have uh, new zealand australia england and afghanistan and in group 2 we have bangladesh india pakistan and south africa there are two teams that are left to qualify in each group um from the group stage according to me i think that's pretty pretty simple um it's going to be sri lanka west indies um and then zimbabwe and probably uae maybe ireland maybe you know ireland could give uae a fight for that spot but it doesn't really matter does it so um moving on to discussing so we'll we'll go through each team uh by the players how the players are going to adapt to the australian conditions and whether we could see an upset uh, in any of the groups and finally who is going to win the world cup this year okay so let's just start off by talking about the hosts the aussies um, the defending champions of the t20 world cup who they won the world cup last year in uae and they have got a really good squad this same round as well i mean they've got some fresh faces this time there's obviously aaron finch they have um david warner glenn maxwell mitch marsh pat cummins tim david josh hazelwood ashton aka josh inglis kane richardson mitchell stark steven smith marcus joinis matthew wade and adam zampa that's their 15 man squad um still not sure about finch opening to be honest Finch uh, hasn't been in the greatest of forms recently. He did score a few runs in the last series that Australia played against West Indies, I think. But um, I would prefer, I would have still preferred someone like Cameron Green on top, someone who's new, someone who's attacking, and someone who has scored runs like like we saw in the series against India. But regardless of that, I think Australia have got a really really balanced squad. Adding Tim David to the squad was probably the greatest decision they took because. we've seen tim david what he's done over the past 18 months across tournaments and uh, the pitches in australia are really going to suit him and i mean australia at home you can never really um never really rule them out of any tournament and so i am predicting that australia should finish um on top of their group below england again england such a dangerous team with I mean just look at their batting lineup they've got Josh Butler, Ben Stokes, Harry Brook, uh Sam Curran, Chris Jordan, Liam Livingston, David Milan and then their bowling bowling lineup there is Mark Wood, Alex Hales, Chris Wokes, Ben Stokes, Reece Topley, David Willey, Adil Rashid I mean they could easily play like three all-rounders, four bowlers and then five batsmen and that's I mean that team is scary to be honest um the way their players have been playing recently josh butler alex hales david milan liam livingston and now adding phil salt to that lineup he is so unpredictable i mean 
England are gonna really, really give a fight to Australia for the for the title and for the uh, spot at the start, top of the table this year. Australia again, um, as good a team as they are, I have a feeling that they are not gonna make it through to the finals this year. I think they'll face you know either of India or South Africa in the semis, and I think they're gonna lose. But uh, purely their team, I think they've got to figure out their middle order. They've got Finch and Warner as openers. They've got Mitch Marsh at number three. They've got finishers in Tim David, Glenn Maxwell. And um, when you look at the middle order, they have Steve Smith and they have uh, Matthew Wade. But Matthew Wade has played more like a finisher for them. So... There's no one really in that middle order. And Steve Smith, again, you never you never can trust him. He always plays that anchor role. And uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. Australia look a little unpredictable this time, to be honest. Whereas England, on the other hand, I mean, they have a great squad. And I wouldn't be surprised if they win the World Cup this year. Um, they aren't my top pick for the World Cup, uh, for the winners, to be honest. I'll reveal that a little later. But Okay, so mo- moving on to the team that obviously I want to talk about the most, India. So just going through India's squad first, India have got Rohit Sharma, KL Rahul, Virat Kohli, Surikumar Yadav, Deepak Hudda, Rishabh Pant, Dinesh Karthik, Hadik Pandya, Ravi Chandran Ashwin, Yudhendra Chahal, Akshar Patel, Bhuvneshwar Kumar, Harshal Patel, Ashdeep Singh, and then as standby players, Mohammad Shami, who was earlier a standby player, is now in the squad in place of Bumrah, obviously, who is injured. And there's Shreya Sayyar, Ravi Bishnoi, and Deepak Chahar, who are who are the other standby players we have. So let's talk about the playing 11 first. I honestly think India's best playing 11 would be Rohit Sharma, Rishabh Pant, Virat Kohli, Surikumar Yadav, um, Deepak Hudda, Hardik Pandya. Dinesh Karthik, Yusbendra Chahal, Bhuneshwar Kumar, Mohammad Shami, and Ashdeep Singh. I know there are a few names missing there. The biggest one being KL Rahul. KL Rahul, as good as he is, as good as he looks while playing, he is unpredictable. And you cannot have someone who's unpredictable in a tournament where two games are enough for you to lose and uh, go out of the tournament like we saw in UAE last year. That's the sole reason why I wouldn't have KL Rahul in the squad. We saw in the practice match too. He, I know he scored 70, 75 runs of like 55 deliveries, but he took up too many deliveries at the start of the innings, and you just can't afford that in a tournament like the World Cup. So that's that. That would be my eleven. And I think another advantage that India have this year is that uh, their initial games, like the first game is against Pakistan, obviously on the twenty third, but then they're facing like one of the qualifying teams in this in their second game. So even if let's say the first game doesn't go our way. We have, a, we have a relatively easier team to play uh, on the second go. So I think that should be enough to like get, get the momentum that we need for uh, going going ahead into the World Cup. Now, finally, Mohammad Shami is in the squad. And he is someone who really, really has to perform for us. And I don't know why he was kept out of the squad for the past 10 months in the first place. I mean, if you looked at his performance in the IPL this season, he was probably one of the best Indian, probably the best Indian bowler that played the uh, that, that played this season. So I don't know why he was out, but finally, I guess he's in. And 
I mean, India don't look like they're going to win the World Cup, to be honest. Uh, as good as the batting lineup is, our bowling lineup is just so unbalanced and inexperienced. I mean, you look at Bhuneshwar Kumar, Mohammad Shami, and Ashdeep Singh. Ashdeep Singh is playing his first World Cup. Harshal Patel is also not in the best of uh, best of form right now. Mohammad Shami is playing a T20 international game after, I think, 10 months. And Puneshwar Kumar, as good as he is, I don't think this bowling lineup as a whole is enough to handle some of the other teams like Australia, England, or South Africa. So I'm hoping that we go all the way in the World Cup, but it's not my prediction. India is not my team that's going to win the World Cup this year, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Talking about our arc rivals, Pakistan, they have got a great bowling lineup Pakistan they they have the opposite problem of India actually they've got a great bowling lineup in uh Shaheen Shah Afridi Shan Masood Nasheem Shah um there is they have Mohammed Faseem as a spinner Usman Kadir is there and then um but the problem that they are going to face is their batting lineup if you've seen Pakistan's games in the past couple of months, they they are really, really, really reliable on two guys, and that's that, that are their openers, Babar Azam and Mohammad Rizwan. Both of them have been carrying the team, carrying the batting lineup for most of the games. And whenever you see them fail, uh, the team as a whole, they fall down, they break, and they lose the game. So I think that's really going to be the key for them not to be too dependent on them because their other batters haven't really performed significantly over the past few months and that is something that could really hurt them going forward into the tournament which is also why i think um pakistan are not going to make it past the group stage they are not going to make it to the semis this year it's going to be a tough one between india and pakistan to be honest um but i think india india will beat Pakistan and at least reach the semis uh, this year. And talking about the bowlers, I think um, Pakistan's bowlers, they have a great, firstly, they have a great experience of playing in Australia because many of their players play in the Big Bash League. So they're used to the conditions over there much more than the Indian players are. So their bowlers, Shahin Shah, Afridi, Nasheem Shah, they're really going to be using that bounce and the pace on the Australian pitches. but. I don't think the bowling lineup is going to win them the tournament. Again, with India, on the other hand, we've got great batters of uh, fast bowling, of pace bowling. There's Rohit Sharma, Virat Kohli, Suri Kumar Yadav is just the best player we have right now. Uh, Hardik Pandya is in great touch, which is, I think, I think if, if India wins the World Cup, like if there's a chance of India winning the World Cup, it's going to be Hardik Pandya who wins it for us both through his batting and bowling because he's that x-factor player which everyone has been talking about for the past couple of years he's finally back to bowling properly now he's batting like uh like the 2015 hardik we remember from the ipl so if india has to go all the way through i think surya kumar yadav and hardik pandya have got to be the people who've got to step up and win it for us again pakistan i think a similar problem as australia not a strong middle order. They have a few finishers. They have Mohammad Nawaz. They have, um, I think, who is the other guy? He is um, Iftikar Ahmed. So they have got a couple of finishers. But again, middle order, it's so important. When your openers don't do well, you need a strong middle order who can carry and anchor the way uh, deep into the innings, and which is something I think Pakistan are lacking at the moment. 
moving on to the team which i finally moving on to the team which i think are the strongest contenders to win the world cup this year some 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 of you all might call them the underdogs but i think south africa are going to win the world cup this year firstly talking about the squad they've got temba babuma quinton dickock henry klassen riza hendricks keshav maharaj aiden makram david miller and their bowling lineup Engidi, Nokia, Wayne Parnell, Kagiso Rapada, Riley Russo, Tabresh Shamsi, and Tristan Stubbs. Marco Janssen has been added onto the squad because one of their players got injured. So he has come in as replacement. And then they've got uh, three standby players in their squad as well. The biggest problem for South Africa, in my opinion, is their captain, Temba Bavuma. His form recently has been awful, to say the least. He scored three runs collectively in three T20I matches that they played recently against India. Um, South Africa, many many of you all would ask me, like, why South Africa? Because if you look at the, the form that their players have been in, okay? Talking about David Miller, talking about Aidan Makram, they were two of the best players for their respective teams in the IPL this year. You talk about Quinton Dickock, he is always, he is someone who is really going to use the Australian pitch as well to hit those fast bowlers through the leg side over the covers. He is someone who is really going to be helpful for them. And then there are a couple of underdogs, if you can say as such. You recently saw Riza Hendricks and David Miller both get T20I 100s against India. Even though they lost the series, I think it was a great learning curve for them, for South Africa. Then they've got Hendrik Klassen, Aiden Makrampi, guys who can come in and finish finish off the innings properly for them. It's a complete batting order from top to bottom, except Namba Babuma. But again, I mean, if he, if he finds his form in the World Cup, I think that's just going to be gold for South Africa. But regardless, they've got a great batting lineup. And then their bowling lineup. I mean, I, I guess the most the most terrifying bowling lineup that a team has in this in this World Cup. Um, just the likes of just imagining Rabada, Nokia, Ngidi, and then Shamsi, who's been the number one, number two T20I bowler for the past two or three years. Just imagining all of them bowling to you. And then, of, of, oh, how, how did I forget? Tristan Stubbs, the guy who, who has been picked out of nowhere for South Africa. This guy was picked by Mumbai Indians this year in the IPL. He played three games. He played two or three games. And then he went on to play in other leagues around the world. And he has shown how he can finish innings. And I think he is someone who's really, really going to help South Africa this year. He also comes in and, comes in and bowls part-time. I mean, that's not going to matter much, but that's a good sixth bowling option that South Africa can have. And he is someone who can really come in at that number six, number seven position and help them. South Africa as a whole just look like a team that perform that will perform well, especially because the World Cup is in Australia. They have pitches that are pretty similar to the ones in South Africa that have bounce, that have pace. And South Africa have a history of doing well in Australia as well. So I think that's why they they are my number one pick to win the World Cup this year. I'm not saying that they're gonna be the best team right from the start. They might finish uh, group stage as number two, maybe. But then moving forward, I think they have got everything that a team needs to win the World Cup this year. Moving on, finally talking about the team that oh, I think everyone somehow always misses out on, 
but you can obviously never ignore them. It's New Zealand. Their squad, they've got Kane Williamson, Tim Saudi, Ish Sodi, Mitchell Santner, Glenn Phillips, Jimmy Nisham, Barry Mitchell, Adam Mill, Martin Guptill, uh, Ferguson, Devin Conway, Mark Chapman, Michael Bracewell, Trent Bolt, and Finn Allen. New Zealand always is a team which just comes in and surprises you out of nowhere. But unfortunately, I think it's going to be a really, really bad World Cup for New Zealand this time around. Um, if you've seen their matches recently, they're currently playing a tri-series between uh, with Pakistan and Bangladesh at home. And um, although they have made it to the finals of the tournament, their performances really haven't been that satisfying. I mean, uh, if you looked at New Zealand a year ago in UAE when they were playing their bowlers, Trent Bolt, Tim Saudi, they were all in form. They were all performing. But ever since then, in the IPL and leagues around the world and international matches, they haven't performed at all. And Kane Williamson himself, I mean, after the horror IPL season that he had, it's not like he's come back and recovered from that form and really shown that he can, you know, be that anchor uh, that can take the game to the end and then leave it for the finishers. So New Zealand, unfortunately, I mean, they've, they've proven me wrong in the past. I wouldn't be surprised if they do it now. But I, according to me, I don't think New Zealand are going to go far in this World Cup. In fact, I think they, Afghanistan might actually um, surprise them and beat them this year in the group stage. I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. Afghanistan. So I would, I'm not going to name the players that Afghanistan has, but we obviously know that Afghanistan is known for their strong spin bowling uh their strong spin bowlers but unfortunately the thing is in australia the pitch favors fast bowlers and yes obviously a good spin lineup will always help you and the fact that all their spinners rashid khan mujibul rahman all of them play in the uh, big bash that's a really uh, motivating factor for them but unfortunately i think their batting lineup just isn't good enough to face other teams like australia england and new zealand in their group, at least Australia and England. I think what most I think what most people will be looking forward to is whether or not Afghanistan can cause an upset in the group if they can, you know, challenge New Zealand or maybe England or Australia, like any of the teams. If Afghanistan can produce an upset out of somewhere, that's the only uh, that's the only way I'm seeing Afghanistan getting involved in this World Cup. Um, yeah, apart from that, I think they had a great run in the Asia in Asia Cup to start off with. They won their first two or three games. But then again, they just showed why they are so unpredictable and they're so uh, inconsistent as a team. So, yeah, that's that's probably it for Afghanistan. And it's kind of similar for Bangladesh as well. I mean, Bangladesh have been in a horror, horror run, to be honest. They... Uh, didn't make it past the initial stage of Asia Cup. They were beaten by Sri Lanka. They, I don't know how they are playing the World Cup this year, to be honest. They should really be in the qualifiers, playing with teams like UAE and Ireland to really test themselves and come back here. Because they just don't deserve to be here. They are definitely finishing the, the group stage on the bottom. And I wouldn't be surprised if they're beaten by one of the qualifying teams, like maybe UAE or... Um, Sri Lanka or someone, I don't know. And talking of the qualifying teams, I think Sri Lanka obviously is the strongest one out of all of them. Winning the Asia Cup this year, having youngsters who have come up and shown 
you know that they still have what it's got to perform at this level was really really good to see and sri lanka as good a team as they have it it'll really depend upon which group they go in number 1 and what the schedule of their matches will look like if they are facing teams like australia and england or you know india or south africa first up then it's going to be really tough but if if they're put into a group where they're facing like uh, an afghanistan or a bangladesh first up and they can pick up a win and then you know that momentum carrying into the world cup that i think is really going to be important so it's i think too early to say anything we'll see once uh, the group the initial stage is passed and which group they're put in after that i think we'll have a more clearer picture of um, how their world cup is going to look like but again sri lanka are going to have a better chance regardless of which group they're put in a better chance than bangladesh or afghanistan or i'd say even new zealand because they have got that good that good of a team who can come in and perform and the second qualifying team which everyone i think has forgotten about after the 2016 world cup and that's west indies um west indies again i think they're going to play the role of entertainers like they always do they're going to come in we'll see some big hits you know they'll entertain us but as contenders for the tournament i don't think they're going to go very uh, far away they would probably you know again like afghanistan cause a couple of upsets here or there but don't see any of these qualifying teams go far far away into the tournament except maybe sri lanka so i think that's it that was a small preview of the t20 world cup that's going to be starting this week i will hopefully you know record a couple of more episodes with a few more friends discussing uh, the schedule and how the journey of the world cup would probably look like but for now that's it i hope you'll enjoy it thank you for listening to this and i'll be back with more episodes really really soon thank you and goodbye